T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good morning to you. It is a Friday, the last time I checked. Uh, happy that you are with us this morning. And, uh, yeah, don't be surprised when you walk out the door. They, they We're actually right this time. There's a slight covering of snow on the ground. Slight. However, I expect mass bedlam when indeed uh, Sue Thomas gets uh, gets up and starts uh, working on traffic here in a couple of minutes. It's, when I was when I was heading in, I already uh, saw a crash. It looked like it had just happened. Someone slid into the median. Yes, right so, past uh, Lindbergh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right yep. on the right on the forty there, uh, heading east past Lindbergh. Sure, it's cleared up by now, but somebody in a very small car had clearly tried to change lanes or something, and and the car flipped around. So the, here's the problem. It's a light snow, but, of course, it's 10 degrees now. It was 30 yesterday. It's 10 degrees now. There's a good chance some of the moisture on the road probably froze. So just just prepare for it. Yeah. You also really can't see the lanes right now. I saw several plows when I was heading into work, particularly in St. Charles County. Yeah. But that's one of the challenges, too, is you really are kind of guessing where the lines are. Yep. You got to be careful out there. Another reason I didn't drive the, the Corvette again this morning. You got your I knew, truck back. Got the truck back. Nice. So we're we're good to go. I felt confident on that this morning. Hey, I had a great time last night. I, I went out to, to see Michael Chandler at uh, Lit Cigar out in Chesterfield. Yeah, how'd it go? Oh, it was great. Great turnout. The place was packed. I couldn't I couldn't believe how many people were there. Uh there were people there, of course, who wanted to get his signature on on hats, UFC hats, and they bought bottles of his uh, his uh, tequila. Uh, hiatus tequila that he's pushing now because he owns part of the company. I think he's got some partial ownership in it. And there were people there in um, Northwest High School wrestling gear because cool. he wrestled at Northwest High School. They were yeah. there, I assume, to to get pictures with him. He was taking pictures with everyone. Oh, that's neat. He said he grew up in High Ridge, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, that's cool. And then, of course, so walked on at Mizzou and became an All-American, and now he's about to fight Conor McGregor. So it was great to have him on yesterday. You can look at those pictures. I posted them up on the Facebook page there if you want to take a look. I also ran into one man who's hard to miss in any crowd, and that's Chris Pronger. I saw that picture. Because he's seven feet tall. I'm, I'm just he's not quite seven feet tall, but he's huge, right? So I see him in the back of the room, and I went over and talked to him because we'd had him on the show when they rolled out their their new uh, whiskey brand, he and his brother obviously are Canadian, and uh, he came on the show to talk about that, and it was it was a lot of fun having him in here. But he didn't bring me any whiskey. Oh, come I guess on. he felt it was too early in the morning to actually bring a bottle. I gave him some grief about it when he was here. So last night he had a bottle and he shared some of it with me. And how so was it? It was good. It's it's very smooth. Now it, it it's it and I'll you, I'll preface this by saying I drink cask strength bourbon which is sometimes 120 proof. Ooh. 
This is only 88 proof. So, therefore, it's very smooth, and it was actually very tasty. Um, it has a really good taste, It, uh, but it doesn't overwhelm you uh, with the burn. Nice. Because it's uh, it's only 88 proof. So. By the way, the pictures you posted on Facebook, I think it was, that I saw. I know you brought yes. your son Brad. I've, I've met him in person. But last night when I looked at those pictures, I'm like, man, they look so much alike. <laughs> I, it's not that I've not thought that, but last night, if you look at those pictures that you posted from the event, oh my gosh. Thank you. You guys yeah. are twins. I can't, I can't deny him. Uh, had you seen me at probably age 25, you would have thought even more so, although I was never as thin as my son. Never, never I don't know where he got that gene from, but he, uh, well, you played football. he cannot put weight on. Uh, he tries. But, I wish but, I had that problem. My gosh, so many guys. Huh. It's like I can't keep the weight on, and I get it. The guy, you guys want muscle and all that jazz. Like that has to be a frustrating problem. But women would kill for that problem. I <laughs> you need, know. Like, one one bad food, and it's like here's ten more pounds. Yeah. Well, those pictures are uh, like I said up on the Facebook. So you can go there and take a look if you want. And we got lots to get to today. Uh, we have got uh, Ken Gontar's on a little later. It happened. We knew we talked about it. Uh, there was going to be a walkout yesterday. And, of course, hundreds of kids walked out of the Francis House schools because they got out of class. And the Post-Dispatch and the the local TV stations all played it up as if they're standing up against racism. And we know that's not the case. We're going to get Ken on here from uh, Francis House Families. We'll talk a little bit about that. They've got another event coming up where you can find out more about some of their new candidates uh, tonight, and uh, Kim's going to be there, yep, right? Yep, awesome. I will be there. So uh, Ken is going to join us this morning in the 7 o'clock hour to talk about that. We're going to talk to the spokesperson today for of uh, Missouri Stands with Women. I don't know if you saw the headlines, but the the pro-abortion, the, the, the people that want to ensconce the murder of children into the Missouri Constitution – have started collecting signatures on ballots. And that was all the rage yesterday on the news. Oh, they, they're finally out collecting signatures. Well, the simple statement is just say no if somebody approaches you with one of those. Second thing is, the good news is there is a pro-life group that's standing up to fight this. And I couldn't be happier about that. We're going to get Stephanie Bell from Missouri Stands for Women on the show this morning at 8.20. So uh, stick around for that. We've got a great show for you. You can listen on the Odyssey app. Uh, you can listen on Facebook or uh, Twitter. They say and... there's an echo, but I don't hear it. Hmm. So we'll we'll look into that, Facebookers. We will try to get the echo, echo, echo figured out. But first, <laughs> let's get to the shortlist. The Mark Cox shortlist. De- Deborah Ross, where's Deborah? The sh- I just had my p- picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. <laughs> Joe Biden once again introducing people at an event who weren't there. Uh, this is not new. This goes back to the 80s. He's been doing this for years. It just seems worse now. Joe Biden did something I never thought would be possible. He made me miss Barack Obama. Oh, oh man. Ted Cruz. I, I think he, he might even be right on this one, although he is very much uh, Obama too. Obama squared with his bad policies. I could see other people. That would be great. I'd love to see, you know, a J.D. Vance. I'd love to see a Tucker Carlson. I'd love to see, you know, people who are just principally, uh, you know, in alignment. How about that? That is Don Trump Jr., if you didn't recognize the voice, pointing out that he thinks uh, Tucker Carlson should be on the short list for vice president. 
The way they're going to put these courses back is if they water down and whitewash black history because they don't want people to know the real disparities that black people have gone through. This is just such garbage. You know, uh, here's the thing. I, I watched a quote yesterday from one of these kids in the Francis Howe district who said, they don't want to. They don't want to cover real history, and and the board is not listening to us. They're listening to those people that elected them. Can I get a round of applause for that, please? That the board is listening to the parents who elected them. Yeah, we had a couple big wins. We had the Wentzville School Board big win for them, and then the Francis Howell District yes. last night. And and then the people on those boards are are despite head facing headwinds on a regular basis are making some progress toward bringing some common sense back to uh, our local schools and in Francis Howell uh, it couldn't have come fast enough right uh, particularly listening to that Dr. Legarrett King a couple of years ago about how to hide things in the curriculum and lo and behold uh, these these classes that they've now changed up the curriculum on were part of that that that's what it was all about let's not call it crt but let's have a class where we can teach it and if parents ask about it just tell them well that's our curriculum yeah this is what we're teaching it's funny because i had posted about obviously being against these classes that contained crt you know teachings basically and they said well how do you propose then we teach history well, I learned about history. I learned about <laughs> slavery. I think yes. it's important to learn about slavery, but you don't have to include CRT and other type things in that. You can still teach about it. Well, yeah. We all did years ago before any of this junk was infiltrating our schools. It's revisionist history is the problem. It, it's someone who has who, who through the lens of of the of today is looking back at things they didn't fully understand then. You're right. When I learned history, I certainly we studied the Civil War. We studied the reasons for the Civil War. Yep. We talked about slavery. We talked about slavery being overturned. We talked about the Civil Rights Movement and how horribly people were treated during then. I, I, it's nonsense to argue that our current history classes don't don't approach those things. Mm-hmm. However, if it's your argument that what should matter is the color of a person's skin instead of the content of their character, then you would be opposed to the way history is currently taught. And and that's the problem here. We're going to talk more about this in just a minute because I want to I want you to hear some of the misguided high school students. And this comes back to the parents. I completely blame the parents in addition to some of the educators, I'm sure, who have misled some of these kids. Um, and and that was on full display yesterday, and you can bet the ones that didn't walk out are getting a ton of grief from their fellow classmates for not standing up against racism was their headline yesterday. It's just it's just complete garbage. We'll get to that in just a minute. I want you to hear I want you to hear for yourself uh, what happened out there yesterday in Francis Howell. First, let's get to our national anthem. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. That is without a doubt the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Here's the headline at Channel 4 from uh, Francis Howe yesterday. Hundreds of Francis Howe students walk out of class, say school board's recent policy reversals are discriminatory. So now we're taking direction in the world uh, from 18, 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds who are telling us the way the world ought to be because they fully understand every. They have a com- complete grasp of reality at their age, they have all this life experience telling us how things ought to be. Here's how uh, Channel 4, uh, Caroline Hecker was a reporter, covered this uh, story yesterday. Cut 11, please. The only way they're going to put these courses back is if they watered down and whitewashed black history because they don't want people to know the real disparities that black people have gone through. Dozens of Francis Howell District students sending a message to their school board, leave black history curriculum alone. First Lord Force, Caroline Hecker has been in St. Charles all day following protests at three of Francis Howell's four high schools. Well, students behind these walkouts and protests say they wanted to send a message by doing so, and they wanted to send that message message to their school board, which they say has shown a pattern of ongoing racism. Most recently, they say, with this controversy surrounding the black literature and history courses. But we also spoke with one school board member who says many students and community members are misguided. More than 100 students at Francis Howell North walked out of class on Thursday. Calling out the district's school board for recent policy changes, these students say are discriminatory. They were very proud like, of what we're doing, of, of everyone showing up. The school board recently voted to remove the standards right, and pause curriculum. It, pause it for just a minute. So here's what we know at the one high school, she just admitted, over 100 students walked out of Francis Howell North High School. I don't know how long they were out. Do we know how long they were out? I don't know. I haven't seen long that anywhere. Long enough to miss a math test or some key instruction on uh, in their literature course. I mean, what 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 did they accomplish by being out of class other than to serve the needs of the left wing activists in the community? Well, at least one of which they quote in this story. Go ahead, Carl. The standards and curriculum of the black literature and history courses, electives some of these students have already taken. I don't understand what was wrong with the course that I took because I personally think it was an accurate class of what it should be. I don't understand what a politically neutral class for black history would look like. Jane Pushkar sits on the Francis Howe School Board. She voted in favor of removing the standards and curriculum, a product of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly the key information there. And thank God Jane Puskar got elected to that school board last year. I'm I'm proud that we were able to play a, some role in that. We had her on a few times and tried to encourage people to go vote. Um, it, it, it is curriculum encouraged by the radical 
left progressive Southern Poverty Law Center who brands Republicans as terrorists. Just so you know that. If you're a conservative Republican, the SPLC has you on a list somewhere. This is the organization they used as a reference point to build some of this curriculum. It's hogwash. And the fact that it hasn't been straightened out before now is really ridiculous. Listen to uh, some of the sound from Jane here. What the curriculum did was convince the kids that they they could they are victims, that they um, have been discriminated against and not treated fairly. And though some of that may be true in history, it's not true in all cases. She says the classes are still taking place this semester and will continue next fall, but with new standards and curriculum that will be absent of critical race theory and social justice. Because of the political bias that's given in these courses, Basically, these kids are learning just one side. They're not learning both sides of history. We intend to move forward and teach both sides, the good and the bad. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That That's really the problem is that the student we heard from who was like, I don't even know how, how was their political bias and what <laughs> yeah. I was learning. That is the problem right there. People don't even recognize what is being taught to them and how there is a serious slant to it. Because you don't know what's being left out. Exactly. Uh, That's the problem. And thank God there's some adults in charge right now in the Francis House School District. You can meet two of the candidates uh, who are going to be running. There's an event going on tonight out in St. Charles County at the uh, Arrowhead Building Supply. And uh, Kim's going to be there, in fact. We're going to have more details on that coming up with Ken Gontars from Francis Howe Families at about 735. We're going to be back with Kim on a whim right after this. Kim on a whim. Okay, we all know that local news has taken a serious hit over the last few years. I feel like people just aren't watching local TV stations anymore. And we all sitting here could probably say, yeah, it's because there's serious bias that they don't see. But it's very obvious to all of us. Well, apparently it's such a problem in the state of Illinois that they have now created what they're calling a journalism task force to try to reverse the decline of local news. So this actually started in 2022, and they just started meeting last year to to come up with different suggestions on how they can get more people to tune into local news. Is they the pronoun they prefer, or who are they? That's a fantastic question, because I I didn't ask their preferred pronouns. But this is a state task force made up of current and former journalists, along with state legislators who were on this Appointed by J.B. Pritzker or uh, probably, who they appointed by? Probably. I, I, it doesn't sp- specify if they were like, a, you know, how it came about. But there's there's these people now who are gathering and trying to figure out, hmm, why is there a decline and what can we do to fix it? And here's what it talks about. It says that it found in the state of Illinois uh, that more than one third of the state's 102 counties relies on a single source of news or less. The report warned studies have shown that communities lacking robust local journalism have lower levels of voter participation and higher levels of corruption with misinformation, there's that word, flourishing. Illinois has lost more newspaper journalists than any state in the nation, according to this report that they found, which is why they want to address it. 
But Mark Cox, wait until you hear some of the suggestions that this task force has recently come up oh, with. I can't wait. About fell out of my chair because <laughs> it, it is so laughable because it's so obvious to us why it's not working and they refuse to see that. Okay, to address these issues, they are coming up with ideas uh, such as offering tax credits to state residents who subscribe to print or digital media. So they're gonna they're gonna subsidize failing newspapers basically okay they also want uh, for small businesses they would offer tax credits if they advertise in local news outlets they also want to offer local news outlets labor and payroll tax credits for hiring retaining and providing better wages for local journalists they're also talking about private and public grant programs that could provide local news or public information initiatives with resources fellowship programs to provide funding for these local newsrooms. They also were talking about, and this is what really gets me, a state-funded journalism course and scholarships and college loan forgiveness. So they're basically saying, if you're willing to go to school to become a journalist, and I assume you'd have to follow through with that and actually become a journalist, I don't know for how long, like, can you go do it for six months? And you're like, yeah, this isn't really my thing. I'm out. Thanks for paying off my college loans. Bye. You have to get paid. I mean, but the point is, everybody that goes to journalism school hopes they're going to make a decent living doing it. News, newsflash, you don't often. Right. <laughs> right. But but the point is, you go somewhere and you work for a year or two, get a little bit of experience, and you move on to the next job. So they're going to, how are they going to guarantee that these journalists they're giving free tuition to and subsidizing tuition are actually going to stay in these small towns that they're targeting. No, 100%. Nothing here's, stops them. Here's my other observation. Um, they're upset about the red portions of the state of Illinois. That's their primary concern. They're not worried about Chicago and Springfield, where they have a multitude of media outlets who pretty much all tell you the same thing, by the way. Um, they're, they're worried about... Um, the people in Effingham County who we have on all the time who've declared themselves a gun sanctuary county, right, and who are upset over stupid things like this Safety Act and the ban on uh, semi-automatic sporting rifles. Mm -hmm. And they think that those people only disagree with them because they haven't been properly informed by the media on the good that the legislators are trying to do for them. Yep. That's the problem. I, I, I completely agree. I mean... To me, if they would quit with this bias, I think more people would want to watch them. That's one of the reasons I don't watch anymore. I mean, I keep up with it just for the sake of our show. But aside from that, I'm not just sitting down and watching a newscast like I might have before. No. And I know so many people in my family, my friend group who say the exact same thing. Check out Fox 2, for example. Okay, Every single morning when I get here to the office, to the studio, to write headlines for this show, I check out all the local outlets to see what's going on. Well, one of the headlines for Fox 2 is this unhoused man found dead behind St. Clair grocery store. You might not think much of it, but the mere fact that the wording is now changed to unhoused, that is the rhetoric that the left uses, unhoused, because it's PC to call them that rather than just homeless. Sure. Two years ago, no, a year ago, maybe even less, no one would have thought anything of it to say homeless. Now you're, you're, rude if you say homeless instead of unhoused. So that is a small example of what I'm talking about. They are catering to the narrative of the left. And in fact, I was talking to my brother-in-law about this ridiculous junk going on in Illinois with this 
journalism task force. And he's like, this is scary talking about these state funded classes that that gives the state so much more power over what is talked about on the news. And to your point, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're worried about these conservative areas. So if they can offer these tax incentives and state funded classes and wow, we're going to repay your college loans. By the way, this is what you can and cannot talk about on the news. That is scary. The state it, control it would give correct. for this. And, and and a bunch of the content you see, just a little inside journalism uh, piece for you here. A lot of the content you see on these websites, new, all the news websites, are often sourced from the Associated Press. Associated Press puts out the guidelines on proper terms like unhoused. And they encourage reporters across the country to use that language. Right. Uh, and then they adopt it, and then they act like there's nothing wrong with it. Be- yep. But they don't even look at the source as to why they've changed these things. They don't yep. question it. And there's a good chance that reporter in that story, if they weren't already on board with all that, they in- they sent their copy in, and, their- and some editor or news director at the station, some producer, looked it over and changed that word to unhoused. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it because, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, I've worked in, uh, I guess, four different newsrooms across the country. And I would I would venture to say 95 to 98% of my coworkers, to my knowledge, were definitely left-leaning. I was in the slim majority, or slim minority, rather, yes. of people who were conservative. Yeah. And again, I used to be more liberal, but when I went to KMOV, who, if I said anything about, like, we need to ask this question to Tashara Jones or such and such, you know kind of poking fun at their calls to defund the police. I mean, people would eye roll at me. I mean, literally roll their eyes. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like they, they couldn't believe I had the audacity to even say such a comment. So do you know of WCCO in Minneapolis? I do. It's a it's a well-known station um, in Minneapolis. <laughs> they did this whole like five-minute segment on ways to detect bias in news. And they talked about, oh, you know, if you're not sure if it's actually true, Google it. Um, do you know you can't just trust Google? They filter news, too. Listen to part of this conversation they have. All of these factors. People Absolutely. have biases. The idea is that what we try to do as professionals is be fair mm-hmm. and keep that out of our work as much as we can. Right. And be accurate, yep. too. Exactly. And and do And really also yeah. do that fact-checking. Be one of those fact-checking organizations uh, that you can go to and look for and it takes yeah. time you know we, we really have to earn your trust um, exactly. because that people are skeptical these days to Just, quote dr evil right if you use the word unhoused you no longer have my trust if i strip all my clothes off and run down the street naked Am I undressed? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I guess I you're am technically naked, undressed. undressed. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, when you use words like that, it matters. Here's my biggest observation from leaving television news uh, now, uh, let me see, 12 years ago. So 2012 is the last year I worked at Channel 4. It has no relevance to my life anymore. I, it, you're right. If I didn't do this for a living where I had to pay attention to the local news stations to see what they're covering, what they're not covering and how they're covering it. I don't know that I would turn on local news because when I when I'm at my home in now West St. Louis County, soon to be St. Charles County, I hope. Um, and I watch the news, very little of what they're reporting, unless it's about some sort of a tax increase. Sam Page wants to thrust down our throat in St. Louis County affects me. Yeah. What they do is they run out, they get the low-hanging fruit. There was a stabbing in North City or a shooting here or a fire there. 
uh, in East St. Louis, and I don't care about that. And that doesn't impact my life. And it's because it's happening right now, yes. and they, they say, you know, we do studies that show that these viewers really, really want live happening right now. Breaking news, that's a key. They always want to put breaking news as much as possible. And so that's really what it's about. They don't care if it's another shooting in North City that sadly happens all the dang time. It's happening right now, and they can send a reporter out and be like, wow, look at all this police activity. There's something breaking. happening at 10 p.m. So they think you should care, and that just it's, pisses people off. It, yeah, and and if you if you yeah, I've, it, I've said this before, but if you wanted to to do a little test one day, uh, switch around to the three local stations. Uh, I, I'm not including Channel 11 in that, but I guess I should. But they're part of Channel Two, and just write down what their top ten stories were in any given newscast. There's a very good chance. Eight or nine out of the ten are going to be identical and probably stacked in the same order. Yeah, because that's how they're trained in journalism. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads. That's it's true. I'm just saying it. It's just these are just observations from uh, two former television news veterans. So I'm uh, take take that for what it is. And if you live in Illinois, best of luck to you because they're (laughs) they're out there trying to influence uh, the people in the small towns in southern Illinois who haven't been brainwashed yet uh, by Chicago. Wow. All right, uh, coming up, we're going to uh, we hope we're hoping to talk to Alexis McAdams. She's uh, she's covering the last minute fight that's going on up in New Hampshire. She's live up there this morning, and we're hoping to get her on uh, from uh, from Fox News here in the six o'clock hour. We, we put in the request anyway. We'll get you a check of business. We're expecting some some uh, numbers out today that uh, could sway. Uh, the stock market. So we'll get the latest from Nicole Murray on that. We'll get to another news with Ethan at about 645. You're listening to the Mark Cox Morning Show. For the first time in my adult lifetime, I'm really proud of my country. And not just because Barack has done well, but because I think people are hungry for change. This isn't fair. Now we're feeling what not having hope feels like. This is embarrassing. Yeah, uh, I would agree with all of uh, those statements, at least part of them. Uh, Anyway, why would I play a Michelle Obama and Barack Obama soundbite while you are consuming your breakfast or getting ready to drive into work or maybe you're in the car already? Let me let me let me explain myself here. Uh, There is an article in the New York Post by one of the normally gossip columnists in the New York Post. Her name is Cindy Adams. Here's the headline of the Cindy Adams uh, story yesterday in the New York Post. Don't be shocked if Michelle Obama sneaks her way into the 2024 race for president. And I'll read you just a portion of this. Biden won't debate because he can't. Our codger in chief can't even read the pre-written script in front of him fast enough to pronounce the words. So forget him, which most of us already have. Coming back now, Obama. Not him, her. We've been hearing this drumbeat for a while. Now it's louder. Plans are to grab Michelle for the Democratic presidency choice. Making the music is Barack Obama, the orchestra leader. So what what she's suggesting here is that it's not it's it's all part of the plan that you recently heard the soundbite from Michelle that she's terrified of what will happen if Donald Trump gets reelected. That wasn't just a casual burp. It was programmed. She sent a survey to Dim Biggies, her words, not mine, 
asking their feelings about her candidacy. This is what Cindy Adams is reporting. Obama is quietly angling for Joe to go. He's weaseled up to this for a few weeks. Mouths aren't talking, but mouths are knowing. Over a year ago, in the summer of 2022, she was in New York City meeting with several big hedge fund CEOs and said, I am running. I am asking for your support. So uh, just wait for it. They claim, she claims that everything you hear out of the Obamas about critical of Joe are not just casual statements and that Barack Obama is acting behind the scenes to get Joe removed at the convention so they can nominate Michelle Obama to take his place. And Gavin Newsom is not an, not a viable option, according to her sources. So I don't know how much credibility you put in it. I don't know anything about Cindy Adams. That's what she's reporting in the New York Post. Well, I know Obama's former advisor was a David Axelrod. He's been very critical of Biden running again and has warned against it. So you now wonder if that was all orchestrated as part of the, the you know, really get the Biden administration to step down and put Michelle Obama in there. Yeah. That, that is scary because I actually, I mean, she'd, in my opinion, have a far better chance than Joe Biden oh, at winning. It's frightening. It is scary. How much, uh, pe- people... Love her. For some reason, loved that woman, mm-hmm. even though she didn't seem to like America very much. For the first time in my adult lifetime, I'm really proud of my country. And not just because Barack has done well, but because I think people are hungry for change. Yeah. Yeah. How's that change working out for you? <laughs> huh? She and Obama, Barack, speak almost the same, like the long pauses. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's pretty frightening. I mean, we're we're supposed to be in a post-racial society after electing the first partially African American man to president of the United States, and oddly enough, it only got worse. Racial tensions in this country got worse after the Obama presidency, not better as a result of it. Uh, and it looks like we would be in for much more of that under a Michelle Obama, no doubt about it. Let's hope that doesn't happen for sure. That would throw a wrench in the gears. We're going to be back in just a minute. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.